Amen. I'm honored to be here, and I trust that you'll uh, pay attention to the Word. Not me. I'm a nobody, but he's a, he's a everybody. Jesus Christ is the man with a plan, and he can. And I use that wherever I go. When that choir was singing a while ago, I started to get up and do the stockade shuffle. I really, I, how many knows what the stockade shuffle is? Y'all been to the stockade? <laughs> Anyhow, you just go, you know, just like that. <laughs> and it was just the right time to do that. But I tell you what, it's an honor to be here with Brother Billy and Sister Regina and all of you precious folk here. You got a beautiful church y'all was building it the last time I was up here. And I'll tell you what, y'all are honored to be in a place like this. Amen. I want to talk to you today a little bit. And tonight I want you to come back. I'm going to teach you some ABCs. And uh, I'm going to be with Brother Jim uh, Cochran over in Coates. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I'm going to teach them some ABCs. I don't know where you know it or not, people, but in this Bible, there's 727 names and titles of Jesus Christ. A lot of them. And we have to read the Bible to find out about the only begotten Son of God. And a lot of people don't realize that when Jesus was born of a virgin without the help of a man, he had blood in him. And that blood was the blood of God. And we have to realize that. And every man in here, you got a child, they got your blood and they got your wife's flesh. That's what it's all about. You go back in Genesis and you'll find all that out. And I want to just show you something today, uh, just a little bit this morning. We find out that Jesus was in the beginning. This is where God created the earth. On this side here, before it was ever laid the foundations, they had a council meeting, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And it was determined that Jesus, before the earth was created, that he would have to go down there at the 4,000 year mark and give his life to ransom all of us. And he had, that was already taken care of. But God created an earth and he created a man. Now listen, women. He created a man, and the woman was inside the man. And the, it says, and male and female created he them. Well, she ain't here yet. But if you men would reach right back there on your right side, there's an empty place there on your rib cage, and that's where he took that rib out and made a woman. Now listen very closely. I am going to replace that rib in Jesus Christ because I'm flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones. We'll shout it out in a little bit. I want you to realize that now. But in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and man sinned. Woman didn't sin, man sinned. He told the man, don't eat the tree. He didn't tell the woman, don't eat the tree. And you know, your Bible says she did eat and gave to her husband, which was with her, and he did eat. And things got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And a thousand years later, there's a man goes up. A man goes up. His name is Enoch. And then a thousand years later, ladies and gentlemen, according to your Bible, the rain came down. You listen very closely now. And then a thousand years later, we have another man goes up. His name is Elijah. And then a thousand years later, a little baby comes down, born of a virgin. 
without the help of a man. And we just about 2,000 years after that birth, ladies and gentlemen, to enter into the 7,000 years. Now you look in your Bible in Genesis, it says in the evening and the morning was the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day. I'll give you $1,000 if you'll find me a verse of scripture in this Bible says the evening and the morning was the seventh day. It don't say that. Because see, when this 7,000 years starts and is over with, it goes on and on and on and on. We have to realize that the Bible does not lie. And the Bible says a thousand years is as one day, and one day is as a thousand years. All right, so we had a day, and a man goes up. Listen closely now. He didn't taste death. He ain't going to never taste death. I hear these preachers on the radio all the time saying the two witnesses in the Revelation over there in 11 is Enoch and Elijah. But you can't prove that. Because Enoch is the only man that died that will never come back and die again. Moses and all them had to die again. Elijah had to die again. Lazarus had to die again. But not Enoch. Enoch represents the eternal life of the born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to see that in order to understand this precious, precious Bible. And the Bible says that that rain come down. And the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, when he said the rain was coming down, it's going to destroy everybody, everybody, everything, except two of the clean animals, each of the clean animals. Now, you have seven you have to realize the Bible says that they walked around the, the wall down at Jericho 13 times, not seven times. And when we look and see that, we can see some things that I'm fixing to bring up to your attention. But we find right there that the water come down. When you look in Matthew chapter 24, and it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the coming of the Son of Man be. And the Bible says in the latter days, the latter days, not the early days, he's going to come as a little born baby. And we have to realize that. But we have to realize that God destroyed everything except the animals, two of a kind, seven of a kind. And eight human beings. Eight human beings. Started all over. But it got worse and worse and worse got worse and worse and worse. And old Elijah went up. But there's another man there with Elijah. His name was Elisha. You know what Elisha asked for? A double portion of what Elijah had. Now listen very closely. Read your Bible. Elijah committed seven great, great, great miracles. And do you know that Elisha died and he'd only completed 13. He didn't get the double portion until they throwed him in where the dead bodies of them men was. And when they throwed him in there after he was dead, he touched him bodies. They got up and went out. 14. He had that double portion. And then that little baby come down. That little Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about born of a virgin. Amen. Every one of you women down here that's married, your hymnum was bursted from the outside. Not Mary. Her hymnum was bursted from the inside when Jesus Christ came forth. 
born of that precious. How would you like to hold God in your hands? He was God. Listen, you got Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and Jesus is much God, and God is much Jesus. Yeah, you got the beast, the false prophet, and the devil. You got three over him, three over him, them three over there fighting these three over here. And we have to realize all that. So we come to the conclusion that Jesus come lay down his life. But listen very closely. They laid him in the grave. They laid him in the grave. He stayed there three days and three nights, not from Friday to Sunday, according to your Bible. Three days and three nights is 72 hours. You get me 72 hours from Friday to Sunday, and I'll give you $1,000. You have to go by what Leviticus 23 says to find out the exact time that it all took place. But Jesus came forth, and Mary ran up to get a hold of him. He said, don't you touch me yet. I've not yet ascended to the Father. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And so he went up there and he offered the blood, God's blood on that altar. And ladies and gentlemen, when he come back down, everybody seen him and heard him and touched him, the Bible says, because he had done, done what's supposed to be done up there for my no good stinking sorry sins. See, I didn't get saved till I was 35 years old. I was 35 years old. I was an outlaw in the city of Crestview, Florida. And I want to tell you something. You start writing every sin that you've ever done, and I'll start writing, and I'll write an hour after you're through. See, when Jesus saved that no good stinking sorry Raymond Williams, he done it because of that lady sitting right there, my precious wife. I'm telling you, I walked out there in a pasture, and I sat down on a stump under a tree, and I looked up there, and I said, God, if you're up there like my wife says you are, and you'll save me like my wife says you will, do it. You know what he done? He done it. <laughs> he done it. I went back in and told my wife, she says, you got to go tell the preacher. I said, I'm telling you. Well, I went and told the preacher. He says, you got to be baptized. I said, well, let's go down to the creek. He said, not tonight. <laughs> Anyhow, I was baptized at First Baptist Church in Florel, Alabama. Now, listen very closely how peculiar pastors are. My pastor dunked me in the water and dropped me. I caught with my hand and come back up. He said, that ain't no good. We're going to do it again. So I was baptized twice. And that's the good part. But I brought you out all of that to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, that we have to realize that in the Bible, we see a lot of things in this old Bible right here. And I want you to know that I love this book. And we have to realize that we're at the end of the days when the fullness of time has come. And if you don't believe it, look around you. I mentioned the beast, the false prophet, and Satan a while ago. Your president of the United States of America meets all the prerequisites of the forerunner of the Antichrist. Amen. Every last prerequisite does he meet. And so we got the forerunner of the Antichrist on the scene. Ahmad Benijan, which is over there in Iran, he meets all the qualification of being the Antichrist. He's a half-breed. Did y'all know that? You have to read about all this stuff. And you realize in 1932, when I was one year old, 
that the Persian Empire was divided into four nations, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, and Iran. These are the four kings of the east, and China, Japan, and all of them joins the kings of the east. Your Bible says the kings, plural, of the east. And then you got the king of the north and the king of the south, but you don't have one to the west. You understand what I'm trying to say now? Please hear me. Because we're right at the end time when Jesus is fixing to appear. Over there in Matthew 24, they said, Lord, tell us when you're going to do all this. And he says, nobody knows. He said, you don't know. The angels don't even know. My father knows. Well, I know for a fact when that Bible was written, we're at the end of 6,000 years. You want to write this down? We're in the year 5927, right here. 5927. I don't leave very long to get to the 6,000th year. A thousand years is one day, and one day is a thousand years. You see all of this. I've never seen anything coming so fast that I cannot stay up with it anymore on the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is seven years later than when I go up. Because your Bible says, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, not Gabriel. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. They got six feet more to come. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's what the Bible says. We're looking for that day and it's soon to be here, people. You might not even get to go to work in the morning. You understand? He might come when you're asleep. I've asked him to come while I'm preaching, praise God. I want to see who's left behind. Amen. I'm a veteran. I'm an Army veteran. I was at Southern Pines when I was in the Army. And I want you to realize this, ladies and gentlemen. When the Army, you're taught many, many, many things how to survive. But I never did know how to survive in eternity until I met Jesus. But let me tell you something. We find him right now at the end time. We're in the latter days, which is the three days Four days over and three days over here. And these are divided into two and one. The two days of Jesus Christ on planet earth. And in a thousand years, he's going to reign over the whole wide world. It's going to be a great reign, people. And you're going to reign with him if you're saved and born again. If you're not, you ought to make today your birthday into the family of a holy God. See, can you remember your birthday? I was born August the 6th, 1931. I was born again February 19th, 1966. Now, I couldn't have been born again had I not been born the first time. Because again is a repeat of something. And so every one of you sitting here was born to the flesh. But have you ever been born to the Spirit? You got to be born to the Spirit because right fixing to be, Jesus is going to come down. And he's going to come down to the 126 mile marker. He don't come on planet Earth now. He comes down to the 126-mile marker. Why does he come to the 126-mile marker? Because that's where the atmosphere ends. We don't have no oxygen above 126 miles. And so we, he has to come down to invade the world because the devil is the god of this world. You have to realize that. And he has to evade. You know what the devil told Jesus? 
He took him up on the mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. He says, I'll give them to you if you'll bow down to me. Did Jesus bow? No. But he comes down and he says, come up here. You know what we do? We're gone. And we meet him and we're going up with him. But seven years later, people, seven years later, he comes riding a white horse. He rides that white horse and tramples, treads the wine press with the fierceness and wrath of a holy God. Can you imagine? A normal weight of a man is 185 pounds. A man has got two gallons of blood in him. The average weight of a horse is 1,500 pounds with five gallons of blood. Now you think about 200 million of them that he treads that wine press and the blood flows to the horse's bridle, which is three and a half feet high. That's a lot of blood and a lot of flesh. But people, we're right here at it. We ain't way back yonder. We're right here and everything in our sight, television, everywhere tells us that we've done all these things. I'm not a computer man at all. I know some of y'all are. But you know, your Bible says that Moses and Elijah were laying in the streets of Jerusalem three days, three nights. And the whole wide world will see them laying in the street. Do you realize that we couldn't have done that 65 years ago? Now we can. I mean, we can just see Jerusalem. Y'all got that Google, Google? <laughs> Amen. I was preaching revival up here in North Carolina over at Wilkesboro. And a man carried me down there to a man's house. And he says, where do you live? I said, I live at 305 Victory Lane. And there was my house. I saw my house. He gave me every room in my house. I mean, the whole details of my house. Now, people, listen to me. I'm telling you that. That happened in 1983. You think, what we got now? Please hear me. I worked with the Department of Defense for years. And I tested. I was the first man that ever fired the laser beam. I did it from a hot air balloon. Please hear me. Out of that laser beam inside, there is a particle beam. A particle beam. I can go out here, set the particle beam up in your parking lot, and I can hit that satellite up there and burn the Empire State Building from right here with the particle beam. Now, please wait here what I'm fixing to tell you. That's obsolete now. I wonder what they got right now. I've been gone from Eglin Air Force Base 35 years. I still can go most anywhere I want to, but they won't tell me nothing. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Now, why am I telling you all that? Because we're right now in the area and the time frame that the Bible says that Jesus is fixing to come back. And I could preach to you all the evening, all the subject matter, every verse of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you see, the coming is seven years after he comes for us. 
And how do we know what's going to happen? You're seeing it on your TV. Because you see, people, your Bible says the first three and a half years of the tribulation time is peace, peace, when there is no peace. You hear me? War everywhere. War everywhere. Do you realize that we're having more earthquakes today than we've ever had? 1931, when I was born, they had enough of instruments they could give you 30 earthquakes a year. Do you realize that last year we had 8,000 earthquakes on planet Earth? They got the technology today to do it. And you computer people know they got a little old thing about the size of my thumb. It's called an iPod. You can put everything that you can ever think about on that one little thumb. I'm saying to this to you that we are now at the time that Jesus is coming to receive his bride. He's coming to get her. Because she's going to be out of town when them seven years start. We're not going to face the tribulation according to your Bible. And we have to realize that. And Brother Billy is a far better preacher than I am. And he'd tell you that years and years and years ago. But Lord, we didn't see all of that then. But we knew it was coming about. And now it's our day and it's our age right now. I never seen. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I've never seen so many of them things. Now they do. I've seen them do it in church. Yeah. Now what are you saying, Brother Raymond? I'm saying the electronics has took over the whole wide world. The whole wide world, people. And we need to realize that. And everything is coming from west to east. Hear me now. Everything that God's ever done, good, has gone from Jerusalem west. Go west, young man. Go west. Everything, go west. But when everything starts from the west to the east, it gets worse and worse and worse. The most western state in the United States is California. Same-sex marriages. I get phone calls. I'm on the radio every day. I get phone calls every day. And this lady says, Brother Raymond, you ought not to use the word queer on the by, on the radio. I said, what is a $3 bill? You understand what I'm saying? The right is right. Please hear me. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And we see that started in California. Now it's spread across the United States of America. And a lady asked me, says, you don't believe in that? I said, No. I say, i tell you when I will. When two men have a baby or two women have a baby. I'll, I'll agree with you. Well, your Bible says in Matthew, as it was in Sodom and Gomorrah, read your Bible, people. The answer to every question is in that precious old book right there. I learned that. 
I learned another thing, that that Bible is written in eighth grade English. You got to conjugate the verb and diagram the sentence. You get over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 7, and it talks about the man of sin. The man of sin. Well, you, it says, he that letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. All these preachers said the Holy Ghost has got to go before that takes place. Well, I went to the high school and I told the principal, which was a friend of mine, I said, you got a, you got a good English teacher here, knows everything? He said, yeah. I said, would you mind if I ask her a question? He called her into the office. And I gave her my Bible. I said, would you tell me who he is? She lit it dead. She says, man of sin. I said, are you saved? She said, no. I said, how do you know it's a man of sin? He. She said, well, you can't have a pronoun unless you got a noun. I said to our people at church, I said, y'all conjugate the verb and diagram the sentence. And this lady said, I forgot how. People, you have to study your Bible with punctuation marks, capital letters, and all. You see, L-O-R-D is spelled three ways. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D is the Trinity of God. Capital L, little O, little R, little D is the Lord Jesus Christ. A little L, a little O, little R, little D is a man, Lord. You understand what I'm saying? How do you find out these things if you don't know 8th grade English? But if you know 8th grade English, you don't have to ask nobody. You just diagram the sentence. Amen. Conjugate the verb. And then you'll have the meaning of that. I take my Bible. And I told that lady, she said, where do you get all that stuff? I said, I get it out of the Bible. I said, if I'm studying Jonah, I got, fi- I got 65 commentators in my chain. If I turn over here and I start studying Isaiah... I still got 65 coming. See? I got it all right there. I don't need to go nowhere else. My teacher that taught me this book, he said, you only need three books. You need the Holy Bible, Strong's Analytical Concordance, and Clarence Larkin's Dispensational Truth. He said, you don't need nothing else. You know, I learned that. And everything you need to know is in them three books. You don't need nothing else. And we're living in an age right now, ladies and gentlemen, that we need to be in that Bible all the time. Let me ask you a question. Don't raise your hand. How many of y'all read your Bible as much as you watch TV? Think about it. If you read your Bible as much as you watch TV, you'd be a smart person in God's Word. You have to study His Word. I travel a lot. Any pastor, William, Brother Bill is a pastor. He drives all the time. But I'm in my car, is my private closet, and I got, I got the whole Bible on tape, and I listen to it while I'm driving. And I pray to God while I'm driving. And I say, Lord, I'm right here. You coming today? You coming today? Let me give y'all something now. Interstate 40, Interstate 95. If the rapture took place while you was going up that highway, 
and you were saved, where's your car going to go? If you're not saved, you might get that saved person's car in your car. Y'all follow me? We have to realize that we're right at the point of Jesus saying, come up here. And we can't get that to people. I cannot get it to the minds of the people that we're so close to the end that we are not even living right, attending church right, giving our money right. We're not doing all those things. It's not just one church. It's every church everywhere. You understand what I'm saying? When I look at my Bible, I studied the Muslims and the Shiites and all of those people, Al-Qaeda's, and I see every one of them. And every one of them is a religious organization fighting another religious organization. See, we got Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Episcopalian, Pentecostal. We got all kinds of churches. And this one will say, I'm right. They'll say, you're wrong. Well, this one over here will say, I'm right and you're wrong. It's a religious fight, people. Let me give you something. Christianity is not a religion. It is the way of life. We're not a religion, people. A Christian. We might be called Baptist, you know, but I'm a born-again child of God. I had that open-heart surgery. My surgeon came in. He's about 39, 40 years old. He said, I understand you're a Baptist preacher. I said, yes, sir. He said, I want you to know I'm a born-again child of God. He didn't say he went to church. No, he didn't say he was a Christian. He said he is a born-again child of God. Boy, you don't know what that done to me. God had that man to work on this preacher down here. And everything was fine. You see what I'm trying to say? We have to realize that God's in charge. But we got these religions that's fighting everything and everything and everything. Y'all got a church right over here. I don't know, about 15 miles probably. The First United Pentecostal Free Will Baptist Church. I took a picture of that thing. I took it back to the house. I still got that picture and I look at it sometimes. And there's a woman pastor on it. So I, I, I have questions and answers when I go to revivals. Brother Jim wanted me to have questions and answers. <laughs> this little 13-year-old girl, she raised her hand. I said, yes, darling. She says, Brother Raymond, she says, can a woman be a pastor of a church? And everybody just looked at that little old girl. And I said, yes, darling, if she can be the husband of one wife. Y'all didn't get that. That whole church come unglued. Are you listening to me? We're at the end of time, people. And our United States of America is the sorriest place there is. You look at your history. Dr. Peter S. Ruckman from Pensacola, Florida says the only thing we learn from history is we don't learn from history. Your history tells you that no nation ever since the creation of Yana, no nation has been in existence over 250 years. Our nation is 233 years old. Did that tell you something? We got to pay attention, folk. The end time is coming. And it's going to come right away. I'm telling y'all, please be ready. Please be born again. Not a member of this church. 
not a giver to this church, but be born again. For we're all born by the grace of holy God. Listen, people, the debt's already been paid. See what I'm talking about? You have to realize all that. And when you realize all that, then you'll know something. Who would like to have this $5 bill? That's the way salvation is. It's yours. It's a gift. It's not a works. It's a gift. See? If she hadn't come and got it, it wouldn't be hers. See, if I hadn't offered it, she wouldn't have got it. God offers us free salvation. It's already been paid for. And we don't have to buy nothing, ladies and gentlemen. We have to be born again in the family of God. Receive what he's already given to us and just receive it to ourselves. She came and got that. It's hers. It belongs to her. But I was willing to give it to her. God was willing to give his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Would you bow your heads, please?